Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is March the 29th, 2017. I can't even believe that we are already looking at spring. And we're, all, and we're almost looking at the end of this. Well, actually, we're looking at the end of this month. So that's very awesome to know. We'll be heading into April. So happy Wednesday to everyone. Don't forget that Obsessed with Success calls are today at 5.15 p.m. The number to call in is 641-715-3200, PIN code 656-202-POUND. So make sure you call in. It's all about personal development and growth just to help your mind get to that certain point in your life so you don't have to always keep hoping for it. You can actually do it and achieve it. That's what it's all about. But enough said about all that good stuff. Because I know it's not Halloween, but we are we have the pleasure to be here with a writer and a producer of his new feature film called The Robert A. Treza. And I posted a link also so that you can go catch a glimpse of that. And I'm telling you, it had me shivering in my bones because I was watching it on Amazon. And I'm telling you, it's one of those movies be like, oh, my God, did that just happen? So, yes, it did. Robert, my man, thank you for being here today, taking out your time out of your busy schedule. Uh, first and foremost, how's your day going? Very good. I guess when you make horror films, every day is kind of Halloween. So, But, yes, everything is well today. Oh, yeah, it is. I caught a glimpse of it. I was like, man, this movie is on point. I mean, it had so much. Um, but, you know, it kind of was, to me, I felt like it was almost, it, I thought it was kind of in the same category with Paranormal, um, so many other movies that I, I could think of. And when I first saw the beginning, I thought about Blair Witch. I was like, is this like the Blair Witch Project? Are it's definitely in that way? vein, for sure. Um, I mean, when Emmanuel, who's the director, came to me with the idea, we wanted to do something that spun off of when we were watching people's home videos, there was always something a little eerie about them. So we definitely took from that vein where we did the point of view camera work, where it's from the eyes of the actors and not a camera focusing on the actors. So definitely has those films in mind. There were definitely inspirations for this. Exactly. This is this movie really an actual true story from? Because I know you say you watch home videos, or or is it um, just something that you create yourself? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's definitely from events and stuff you see in every day in newspapers, and unfortunately, like home invasions or paranormal shows. So it's a touch of everything, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Thank goodness for that, you know. But yeah, from our eyes, it's all from our minds, and yeah, like I said, Emmanuel came to me with the idea. And him and I kind of fleshed it out. Right, because this, I mean, I think nowadays you find people more interested in stuff like this. Because I love paranormal stories and activities. I will watch it all the time. On, I think it comes on sci-fi, paranormal witnesses and stuff. And I love watching that. It's just the, the, the chill that you get up your neck 
or just to know that there's another presence around you. Because it is true. I mean, regardless if people want to believe it or not, but we do live with spirits around us. We have a spirit inside us. So, But just that horror feeling in the back of my mind thinking like, oh, is that really is this thing? Is there a ghost? Because I stayed in the house like that. And my husband, he's very spiritual, so he would say, I see the people that actually lived in this house, and they passed away. And I'm like, what? I, 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 I'm not comprehending. And you're leaving me alone in this house by myself? I don't want to stay in this house <laughs> by myself. <laughs> yeah, we definitely all have spirits in us, so there's no reason why they can't be out there. And, you know, we tried to do a little less than is more with this film. And just leave it up to the imagination to see what's there. And you know, I think, you know, for a low-budget independent film, I think we portrayed what we wanted when we first sat down and put it together. Yeah, you did, yeah, you did real good, I think. Even if it was low-budget, you really couldn't tell. Because like I said, it still had that same guidelines, the same standpoints like Blair Witch, looking at the paranormal is still on the same level to me. But I couldn't really tell. I thought so so honestly, I it felt like a real horror story. It did not seem fake whatsoever. I thought these was actual real people, real interviews. It felt so close to home. It it, it more so to me. It played with the mind a little bit. It, it did. It well, felt did so that real. So purposely. I think that was definitely what we tried to do is get actors that can ad lib a little bit. So it would be it would feel more like they were a real family bickering and you know, pull their emotions straight from that. Instead, of, it was scripted, but we let them ad-lib a lot for this just to get that feel. Right. Besides just the influence from home videos, what were some more bigger influences, maybe such as other horror movies that you, number one on my list is Friday 13th, and Halloween, I grew up on those, and I love them to death. Definitely, and you'll definitely see by the by what I meant earlier by the POV being where you see it from like what's supposed to be the the character's point of view. That was definitely big in Halloween, uh-huh. especially the opening scene in Friday Thirteenth. We really don't see the presence of the person who in that movie is the killer, but you don't see them. You just it's more their point of view, and that's something I always liked, and has become very popular again these days. So definitely those two movies for sure are inspirations. Oh, yeah, and then when they ended up making the remake on Halloween, I was like, enough! No more remakes <laughs> yeah, they, on that movie. You got to kind of know when, home. but I guess when you have a big name like that, you can just keep the right. motor going, you know? It's right, nice. but I was teed off because when I was growing up, Michael on Halloween was not tall. He did not run <laughs> like they had him in this movie. Wait a minute, why do you go from a small Michael to this gigantic, almost... It looked like he's about seven feet on the screen to me because I know I think the guy who played this, Michael, the original, was tall. But this one was just over the top, and I was like, whoa, let's back up a little bit. Give me yeah, some time yeah, to they definitely went a little overboard. They definitely went a little overboard with Michael. Yeah. I think also if you look at the uh, the, evol- uh, the evolution of Jason in the movie, as you get towards like six, seven, eight, like he gets bigger and bigger also. So I guess. There's just different ways of whoever's the director or writer looked at that character, I would imagine. I would love to see because I saw a documentary on Jason and all the women who played in every part of Friday 13th and every and every other actor was saying that they were hoping, you know, maybe one day they'll come back together and have all the survivors in one movie. I was like, oh, I don't know. That would be a little <laughs> twist. That would be a wild ride. Right. So, 
So, Robert, what is your background pre-paranormal activity? How did you lead up to it? Like, what did you do before this? Well, I thought I, I was a strip writer. I did some punch-ups, you know, and um, nothing major. And I just, I've worked on comic books and I worked behind the scenes in New York on some sets and different web shows. And um, I started, it's hard to get your scripts made by other studios. So I started figuring out how I could do it on my own. And I worked with a manual and we put together this script and for, with the money we had in our bank, threw it together. And now it's opened the doors for some other projects that we're starting to work on as well. Oh, awesome. Was this your, was this your very first stab at filmmaking? Uh, on my own, yes. I've worked on other people's projects, but yes, on my own as producer and co-writer, this was the first one. We have two others now in the process of being made, but this was the first one that's out there being distributed online, on demand. You can buy it on DVD, and this is the first one to go that far for me. Oh, that is, that's awesome. I'm hoping so much for you um, in doing this. So what would you probably say is the most horrific film you have ever seen in your life that's closer to even what you actually have done? Probably giving you the most chills, I would say. I always thought there was a film by the same guys who did uh, Nightmare on the Street and um, Friday the 13th, Sean Cunningham and um, Wes Craven called The Last House on the Left. That always left, if that felt like we were talking about earlier, that felt real. That movie always felt, I know they were actors, there was always a grit to it that felt like it was real and you you were right there with the characters as everything was going down. It's a great movie. They remade it too a few years ago. It was good, but this doesn't have that feel like the original made back in, I think, the late 70s, early 80s. Didn't mind the remake. It was pretty good. But yeah, like I said, the originals always hold that standpoint. And to me, I love classics because I know they didn't have as much technology as we have today. It was much of a hard field to get in. Now it seems like everybody can make a movie with even their iPhone. As long as you have a smartphone, you can make a movie. And I'm sure professors are really teed off about that. Like, wait a minute, hold on. Because my, my professor, he would still go back to the XL channel. I'm like, oh, no one's, I don't know if anyone's using those professors. But you couldn't tell him. He'd be like, no, you're going to use this camera today. But, you know, wh- how was it for you to just get to step behind the camera and direct it in addition to writing it? This one I didn't direct, but I, I produced it. Emmanuel Kenval, this is his second feature. So I worked with him, and he did a great okay. job. Again, pulling, make, getting these people, the hardest part was just not so much filming, getting these people to feel as real as we could, and the ad-libbing that they did, and him to get that from them was really, I mean, we talked about it a lot before filming, that we the main thing we wanted out of the actors is just to get them to feel like a real family. Once again, just get them bickering and complaining and yelling, Hopefully we didn't overdo it, but we just, if you sit in the household with most families on a Friday night, that stuff happens, so. No, 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 I don't think it was over the top at all. I, this was actually a thrill for me, and and the thing about this cast is they're so good that they made it look so easy. Because when you, uh, listeners, when you look at it, you will think it's actually real. Because I thought, I said, wait a minute, I'm confused. Is this a, is an actual true story? Do I need to Google this? Did this happen for real? I'm glad you pushed that. I think you'll see a lot from these actors in the future. They definitely all did well. 
Right, because mm-hmm. I thought about Amityville Horror. I said, is this stuff real? Let me Google this and find out. I couldn't find no information. I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to wait for Bob to come on and ask him. Um, <laughs> no, well, fortunately, like said, it didn't happen I, I just, to anybody. But, you know, it's definitely, <laughs> we, we hopefully we got what we wanted as far as making it feel genuine. and Like you're watching someone's footage. I mean, that's what all the found footage are supposed to do. And, you know, some pull up and some don't. And hopefully we did. We tried as best as we could. And we only shot it really in one weekend, which, you know, the interviews we did the following weekend, but the whole film itself was shot in one weekend, which is pretty phenomenal for them to get that done. Right. And like I said, you you played a huge part in this approaching it the way that you did. And as I said, I admire old films because they managed to do so much with very little and very little time, and it was pacing, so that's inspiring as well. But I just felt that this film, it contained a lot of energy to it, and it was, besides being horror, it was really fun to just watch it. As as a fan now, because I'm a fan, it, it was. It was one of those things, like, I really can feel this. It was appealing. It set the tone. The pace was different, but you felt like everything was moving the way that it should have moved in, through the film. I love that. Great, I appreciate it. And, you know, from day one when we started putting it together to now, it's good to hear that because you, know, you always worry, are we going to do too much? Is it going to be good? Will people like it? There's going to be people that like it and people that don't like it. But at the end of the day, as long as people were entertained, we, you know, reached our goal. Well, can you talk about finding the cast for the Purging Hour? Sure. Um, Emmanuel did the uh, – a lot of the casting in California because I'm based in New York, so it was tough to put all that together. And um, the thing is, the guy who played the father originally backed out a few days before, and we scrambled around to find it, and we were lucky. The guy, Steve Jocks, who did come in and play the dad, was great. And on short notice, he came in, and I think with a week to learn, pulled it off. And, and I was talking to him on an interview a few weeks ago, and he said he doesn't even have kids. So to see him pull out and play the role of a dad is very good. I mean, he did great. Oh, man. Uh, so did you guys or yourself have any favorite things that didn't end up making it into the purging hour? Well, I think we, because it was shot so condensed in the weekend, I think personally we got everything that we wanted. I'm sure there was maybe a couple of things in the interviews we might have wanted to, but we didn't have time to do reshoots. So probably a few of the interviews we probably wanted to pull a little bit more from, but we didn't want it to be too long also. So I would say... Right. Some of the uh, interview scenes we might have wanted that we had to leave. I guess they say on the cutting room floor. Although it's all digital now, so there's really no cutting room. How were you able to publicize your movie? What what um, certain things you had to do to actually get it out here for others to see it, other studios to take it in? I went to a lot of the big horror websites and I tried to get advice and talk to them. And one of the uh, um, Dread Central set me up with the guys over at Ruthless Studios and they thought the film was good enough for them to put as come on as a distributor. And they've been helping push the movie through now. We're also on social media. We have our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all those. That's big now. Everyone's on their phone flipping through social media these days. So they get it on there. It's huge as well. Mm-hmm. You know, barring a few ads, it doesn't right. cost a lot to do all that either. You could put it on basically free, or you may pay a little for ads here and there, but for the most part. And you get genuine fans there. I think sometimes you mess advertise to people who don't even want to look at it. But on social media, you can go to people who like horror, thriller, 
sci-fi, and you could you could get that fan base right away. Right, too, Robert. It's even though you have all this technology, and it seems of an advantage. Yes, you could easily put out a movie, but at the same time, you don't want it to be crappy either because first impression is everything. Once your name, especially when your name is on, it's like, okay, I got to make this effective. It has to be something. It needs to be real. You can't just be looking all sloppy. I'm going to send it to somebody like, oh, really? Are you serious? You just gave that to me? Yeah, um, I mean, putting it the editing process is a big part of that too. At the, when you get when you're putting everything together, how you can there's there's different scenes that might not work that were too long, and being able to tighten them up to get it. You know, a lot of times people just shoot things on their phone. It's one long film, and that's it. They put it out there. And being able to edit too, it's a bit of a skill too. And Emmanuel edited the film, and he did very well with that too, capturing the emotions of the characters, the right scenes, and make sure he didn't leave anything out. I know that you grew up watching these horror movies, but and, and the fact that you watch home videos, but what was the take? Was this something that started at a young age that, hey, one day I'm going to end up making my own film, and I know I'm going into this genre, or was it like I'm just going to go with the motion? No, I definitely always loved horror movies and stuff. I, I really was into comic books too, but I was never really good at drawing. I guess writing scripts was always my way of being creative because I couldn't draw, so... I guess I pulled whatever was into the comic books that I used to do, even though they were a little darker. And then I just went into, got into film somehow. I don't know. It just kind of grew in liking the movies. I read some books on how to write scripts. So. Right. And I think that you really have to, you have to love it. You have to love this. This is not something that I would just jump into, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a movie. It has to be embedded in you. Like, you have to know every horror movie out there. So what are some of the scariest things you have ever done in your life over time? Somebody else probably having a kid. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably one of the scariest things. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, well, I guess as a kid, I was always, uh, you know, I grew up in New York, so I always went up to Pennsylvania, and me and my cousins would run in the woods at night and lift up logs and just, being out there in that in that ambiance and just at night, not having the city life or all the cars around and being in the woods by yourself with maybe one flashlight or sometimes none and I guess that kind of always stayed with me too. My uncle was a practical joker and always like scared us out there and and that that probably just stuck with me growing up and I sometimes try to put that into scripts and film as well. Right. Was there anyone that you turn to for maybe advice in this field that you're in, in the producing field, either horror producers or filmmakers that you work with? Um, I don't know about advice. I used to always pitch scripts out, and I guess over the time, a lot of, I found that a lot of companies would say, oh, no, we can't, we can't produce out-of-house films right now, and they would tell me where to go and just give me advice on, you know, maybe if you're really passionate about your film, try and get a couple bucks up and shoot it on your own. A lot of people would come out and give advice like that. I don't know if there's one particular person, but I would definitely say that. And having people not just say, no, go away, don't bother me, but just saying, hey, you can read books on this and maybe shoot it on your own. And that kind of pushed me a little in that direction. It's like, hey, maybe there is no wall there. There's a way of getting around. Maybe someone's not going to buy my script and make it, but maybe there's a way I can do it. 
and you know strap together enough to put it to the film out there. Exactly. Do you want to do more horror? Oh, definitely. We're doing a thriller now by Deception, and I'm also re- we're working on possibly another found footage horror type film in the next few months as well. But the one we're filming right now, just finishing up, is, is uh, more of a thriller. I'd compare it to like an American Psycho type film. Right, definitely, absolutely, and I surely think that you have found your calling here. This, this is it with the jar. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Is there, you. You're so welcome. Is there anything else in the pipeline that you're able or willing to talk about as far as it goes with this feature film? Um, as far as this right now, probably I would just say the next one, By Deception, which is coming out. That one we've worked really hard on. We've got a good cast on that. And um, hopefully by the summer it's going to be released. And if you can check out the Purging Hours website to check out this project and we'll add others to it as well. We hope to grow. Hopefully this will be enough to keep us growing and keep moving forward. Right. Um, now, before we actually wrap it up here, because I, I know everyone is on a limited time crunch, Reese Harv. What have you been drawn to? I guess as a horror fan, which you clearly are, what would you recommend as far as maybe watching? What's new out there for any of us that we haven't seen? Because I try to keep up with all the movies as much as possible. I tend to stay with the old classics. Like you said earlier, they've always been my favorite. Um, I guess out of the newer ones over the last few years, like the Sinister movies were good. The Conjuring was very well. Um, some of the remakes, I know they get mm-hmm. to see a different look on them, although I love the classics and the old originals. And, you know, you just got to take it for what it is. People, they're going to make remakes, so you might as well just check it out and, you know, see how it went. You know, whether you go or not, right. they're going to make money. Right. They're going to make money on it. So you might as well get a Thank few you. bucks, you watch that remake, and some of them, you know, the, some of them have a good twist on them. Again, they're never going to have that feel that the original yeah. did because of the time period and all that, but, you know, I understand why they do right. it. Is that well? I think one of the new movies most people were raving about was Get Out. It was it's in between definitely a, a thriller and a horror, but it also features a little comedy in between. Yeah, I haven't gotten to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Again, I have the little baby now, so I don't get to the theater as much. I have to wait and buy him on demand. But that definitely does look very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I think Don't Breathe was another one that got a lot of good reviews as well. Like, I haven't gotten to see that as yet. Well, you're not the only one. I tell you, I have not been to the movies. And then when you go, it's so expensive. It's like, ah, I'll just wait till it comes out. But I'm definitely expecting for everyone to watch the Purging Hour. I need to finish up my Purging Hour. I have it saved on Amazon. Because like I said, I really enjoyed watching what I did watch. Which was just such Thank a you. it was just such an elevated I appreciate right. you talking to me. Okay. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, like I said, some will love a film, Thank some you. won't. But... I do. Yeah. And I'm genuinely, you know, I'm genuinely looking forward to another conversation with you whenever you come out with any more productions. I really think it because it seems like this is going to be a lot of fun. To you yeah, maybe when of, the next one comes, um, you could get one of the actors or someone right. from the film, too, to help out, too, and talk to you. Get a different spin besides me, because I'll get boring after a while. <laughs> That's all right, Robert. And you know what? Dealing with this, 
I know we, we, we watch TV so much, but that we can never get enough of, and that's great. But I thank you for making it, and I, I'm hoping for more, and I know this is good. If you have not checked it out, make sure, people, it's in my link, and I'm going to be rooting again for Robert for the next one. So, Robert, thank you so much for coming on, man. And I, Thank you, you again. I appreciate one. it. It's been fun. I love doing these. So anytime you need, just let me know. You are so welcome. Well, my listeners, you heard from Robert Trenton. It's time to get your purging on, and it's not even Halloween. But make sure you catch that purging hour, darling. But we're not gone yet. Who said it's over? We still rocking the box with your girl, Technicia, on the bright side with Technicia. So don't you touch that dial, because if you do, well, that's on you then. But just don't touch it. Adopt U.S. Kids presents... Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I was mobbing through the beach, yeah, the city by the sea. Mama tried to keep me home, but I love the fucking street. I was cooking up a key, trying to serve it to the street. Couple niggas had beef, so I had the cheap key. I got homies from the two, I got homies from the three. I keep bad things neutral, I just want to smoke a leaf. I was running up a check, try me, he gon' get the tech. Hear a lot of niggas talk, ain't a nigga press me yet. I'm in Houston V live, throwing racks, that's a bet. And you ain't a real nigga if you don't rip your set. Push it, 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 push it. Go get the money, go get the money. 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 Push it, 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 push it. Go get the money. 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 Cookies on the block. Got a scale of way to rock. Almost burned my fucking hand. I forgot the shit was hot. I'm just trying to get a knock. Had the shit up in my sock. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I can work my own block. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. I just racked up a trick. Go. I got gold digger money. Gold digger money. Rich nigga, get money, push away. 
day, everything was an A, now it's looking like a play. Push it, push it, push it, push it, push it. Sure. They think 
they know that they catching me with plenty of the drinking. So they get behind me, trying to check my tag. Look at my rear view when they smiling. Thinking they'll catch me in the wrong and keep trying. Denying that it's racial profiling. Used to Texas, you can check my tag. Pull me over, try to check my slab. Glove apartment, gotta get my cash. Cause the crooked cops try to come up fast. And being the baller that I am, I talk to them. Giving it, I'm but I'm not feeling my attitude. When they realize I ain't even riding dirty. Bet you'll be leaving with it even matter move. I'ma laugh at you and then I have to cruise. Jamming number two on some old DJ screw. You can't arrest me, plus you can't sue. It's a message to the law, tell them we ain't. I can't be tough, so tell them that they should've known. Tip me down, I'm sitting crooked on my chrome. Booking my phone, finding a chick that is alone. Like they couldn't stop me, I'm about to pull up at your home. In the zone. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. Yeah, that was Chameleon there, trying to catch me riding dirty. You're tuning in to The Bright Style with Technisha, and I'm glad that you're enjoying yourself. Don't forget my boy, Robert Trezor, his film, The Purging Hour, baby. And we'll be right back after this. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you, A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and... That other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within? Um. C, look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have to... Ta-da! Twinsies! I kind of love it. (laughs) As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
All right, we keeping this thing still live and vibing, baby. We're not stopping. That was Lena Del Rey, Born to Die. And now we'll be right back after this, another commercial break. So I'll see you shortly. Don't touch that dial. Do that one dance, baby. That, that one dance. Yeah. Oh, you don't know how to do that? Baby, do it for your grandma. Come on, I'm old and I'm trying to learn it. Well, yeah, do it. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Girl, ain't that Zay and Zay? Yeah. Don't know a lot of girlfriends. Girl, I don't care. I don't care, girl. He's still girl, yeah. Walked in this party and these girls looking at me. Skinny jeans on and you know my head and that. I want y'all to do this dance now. Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat. Juju on that, juju on that, juju on that beat. Now slide, chop, hit on phone, don't stop. Ay, don't stop. Ay, don't stop. Ay, run a man on that beat. 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 Now do your dance, do your dance, do your dance. Ay, you ugly. You your daddy's son. Ay, ay. Do your dance, ay. Go crazy, ay. Get freaky, ay. Let's go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, yeah. we knocking and bucking and ready to fight. I got my cousin, he with me and got his A on the right. And I'm a Detroit baby and I don't know nothing else. Besides drinking and having parties and having some fun. I say, look in the mirror, what you expect me to do? I see a 300S and got the blacked out rim. I mean, I like your style. I'm on a whole nother level. If you compare me and you, there wouldn't be no comparison. Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat. Juju on that, juju on that, juju on that beat. Now slide, drop, hit on phone, don't stop. Hey, don't stop. Hey, don't stop. Hey, run a man on that beat. 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 Now do your dance, do your dance, do your dance. Hey, you ugly. You your daddy's son. You know what I was thinking? Wow, that was planned. I said I ought to start reading remarks off Facebook. Some of these remarks are so funny, people's status. Like I'm reading one that says, once a week, your WCW sprays Febreze on the cat part of her legging. Next one says, your WCW washes her ass and face with the same bar of soap 
like people just sit here and make these comments. I mean, do anybody ever just sit here and just go down people's timeline and be like, what the hell are you talking about? Get on up out of here with that bullshit. Like, really? Did you just say that? And yes, they did just say that. Because I'm looking right at it like, wow. All right, then. Well, like I said, I don't bore you here. I just think off the top of my head and say whatever the heck I want to say. Because it's my show. But anyhow, we're going to keep this thing going because it's not 1 o'clock just yet. It's 12.43, and you got more time with me. Hey, hey, so we're going to play a little Black Beatles in a minute. Hey, I don't care if I did say it wrong. Black Beatles in the city. Be back immediately to confiscate the money.
Yo, can I hear this record by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock? Hey, man, you sure you want to hear this, man? You sure about that, man? All right. Right about now, you're about to be possessed by the sounds of MC Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. We're not so 
buses.
All right. Well, it's been fun with you guys. I appreciate you for tuning in. You know how we always spin it at the end. The truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen. When the world appears dim, laugh. Little children laugh a lot because they're delighted by the newness of living. In adulthood, we tend not to allow ourselves this pleasure. To change is a simple matter of making a conscious decision to laugh. You are totally capable of laughing at will. When your laughter comes from the core of your being, it cremates every cell in your physical self. An energetic boutique of whole body laughter exercises your muscles, frees up toxins, and leaves you feeling relaxed. When you laugh at life's ridiculousness, anger, stress, guilt, and sadness will find no place in your being. Today, open your heart to let love in. Laugh. Enjoy the day, everyone. And remember the mantra, either your mind has to spend to match your goals or your goals will strength to match your mind. So let's grow, everyone. Love you. See you on the next God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.